0: what's good everybody welcome to the sports business podcast i am your host eric compton aka money compton aka mr town business podcast is available on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from so you just go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button make sure the notifications are turned on for sports business you can email the show at spurtz at gmail.com you can also find us on the twitterverse at sports business and you can also find me at money compton on the gram man so we got a lot to talk about we're gonna talk about uh what's going on we'll recap a little bit about the warriors parade championship parade and i'm gonna give um my takes on this nba draft that's coming up in less than 24 hours and then also you know the nba season is a wrap up so we're gonna just take a little bit of um a look back at the season also look forward to what's going on in the next season then we're gonna go into the dummy of the day but beforehand Oh, gosh, man. I, I was chuckling as we're going live as soon as the mics went live because um, I guess what Drake dropped the album either last Friday, last weekend or he dropped the album within the last week. And then I guess Beyonce dropped a new song. Um, two things. I don't give a damn about neither one of them. Like everybody out here saying that Drake's new album is is, is garbage and I'm gonna be honest with y'all, like, I am not the biggest Beyonce fan out there, like, I really don't care for her, um, when I didn't feel for her, when, you know, Destiny's Child was out, I was already in high school, practically, between middle, like, later middle school, early high school, I like Destiny's Child's music videos, but I was riding, if I was riding shotgun with one of my homeboys, like, we damn sure wasn't out here bumping no doggone, can you pay my bills, or let me hear you say no, 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 like, I would get home and watch the music videos, but... Ain't nobody out here bumping no uh, Beyonce. As far as Drake goes, here's the thing. And and, and I got to thinking about this earlier today. The problem is we have been gluttonized with not picking and choosing what we're going to spend our money on when it comes to music. Like we got all these streaming uh, services such as Spotify and Apple. Like y'all are cool because y'all house my podcast. So I'm not bashing y'all. But the fact of the matter is you spend nine bucks on Spotify. You spend nine bucks a month on uh, iTunes or Apple Music. You get all the whole entire catalog of what's out there in the music metaverse, I should say. What that means is back in the day, and not not to show my age a little bit, back in the day where I'm from in in, in Oakland or even in the in, in the Bay Area, you had to pick and choose. You had to spend that fourteen dollars because it was twelve ninety nine for the album. And then you had to pay uncle sam the taxes so you had to come up out your pockets about 15 bucks to go get the album so you would go to amoeba records or you would hit up tower records and you had to kind of pick and choose like what you was gonna buy we ain't got that no more y'all so everybody's so quick to be like oh this new drake album is trash it ain't hitting like everybody's saying it but for me is i haven't listened to it because every all the critics everyone's first to get on social media and try to get their 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 likes up or try to get their opinion out um so that they feel valued like me on the other hand i'm gonna sit back and watch like i'm just now listening to the new kendrick lamar album like i haven't listened to it yet because i knew everybody was going to come out and say you know what the 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 the, the social media uh, uh experts were going to say about it so i'm gonna sit back and and listen to the k dot album very very soon but as far as the drake and beyonce goes i'm gonna do the same thing with drake but I saw an article, (laughs) and this is why I was chuckling, that Beyonce's new song is a renaissance for, it is the anthem for the great resignation. Let me tell y'all this, the the, the beehive or whatever the hell y'all want to call y'all selves about the Beyonce fan base, and y'all can come for me, I'm here, I want all the smoke, I'm here for it. Don't let that woman sit there and fool y'all and make y'all sit there and get up out your jobs and, 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 and put your resignation notice in. Beyonce is a billionaire. You ain't. So it would behoove you to keep your ass at your seat and just keep on hand and just plugging away and typing away whatever it is that you do. Because inflation's at 8.6 percent. Ain't nobody got time for this great resignation right now. Gas over here almost damn near 5.50 a gallon, and you out here talking about you gonna get up and leave because Beyonce just came out with a song. Don't do that to yourselves. Please do not play yourself like that do yourself a favor just sit on down just bob your head listen to the song and keep it pushing that is your safety uh briefing from your boy money compton do not do that to yourselves because you will be out here looking like boo boo the doggone fool trust me um so i that's why i chuckled is because there, i guess she's creating this renaissance as if we ain't got enough kerfuffle going on in this doggone country so but I, it you she out here creating songs for the great resignation i guess okay Now going back to the, uh, now we're going to talk about sports, but oh yeah, before I get into that, and I got this, and I backtracked about going to the album and actually going to the music store and actually purchasing the album and and having the disappointment because you actually spent your money uh, on, on, on this, on whatever you bought. And I got to thinking, I was like, dang, when is the last time I actually went to a record store and actually bought an album? And I had to think long and hard. It might've been 07 or 08. Whatever year graduation came out and I think it's the last time I bought an album with actual currency. And I'm not even talking about going on iTunes. I'm talking about going into the store and buying an album. I think it might have been graduation. So email the show at sportsbusiness at gmail.com and let me know when's the actual last time you went into a store and went and bought an album. Because I know, I'm pretty sure some of y'all who's listening to the show don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, yes, ladies and gentlemen, there was a date and era back in the day where you and your homeboys would go hit up you know whatever music store you have but where i'm from we had amoeba we had Tower records you would go up in there especially amoeba amoeba was dope you can go put some headphones on and pull about four or five different albums out and kind of listen to them before you even made that purchase but they ain't got that no more so you know I, that's why i say we are so spoiled with you could just download an album if you don't like it. it's like yeah okay whatever um but so yeah, if anybody asks me, have I listened to the Drake or Beyonce song, album slash songs? Nah, bro, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna let y'all social media critics um, tell me how it is, and then I'll go in a few weeks later and do my thug dizzle. So um, that's my two cents, but we're gonna keep pushing. We're gonna talk about a little bit of sports now. So the Warriors had their grandest parade on Monday. It was Monday. Yes, it was. They had their parade on Monday. They talked about, you know, running it back. They talked about all these good things. Klay Thompson was out here hitting Michael Jackson dances. Out here running into the hot tub after the parade. Um, Draymond Green out here dropping f bombs. You know uh, Steph Curry, some woman out here trying to kiss this man in the mouth in front of his wife. It was just a whole bunch of uh, just Bay Area people acting like bear. And those are my folks. I love everybody out there in the Bay. If we knew how to throw a party, we damn sure threw a party. I think it was over 100 and some thousand people that showed up on Market Street in in San Francisco. So it was really, really good to see that. Um, It was also good to see how the players, I mean, you could definitely see that this year's Warriors team, there was definitely a different type of appreciation, a different type of, you know, celebratory swag that they had. It was definitely more of a humbling experience because they've been hit rock bottom. They've been looking like Mike Tyson against Buster Douglas when Mike Buster Douglas put Mike Tyson on the floor and he out here looking for the mouthpiece. Like they've been there before. And for them to get all the way back up to the mountaintop, it was good to see. Um, it's also good to see that they've taken all the smoke as well. They've been taking notes. They've been out here adding, you know, hitting up the Memphis Grizzlies and everybody else they can think of. And, and one thing these athletes do, they take notes. They see what we talk about, the media. They see what the the, the mega ship, as far as the people over in Bristol, Connecticut, as well as over in L.A. with Fox Sports. They take notes on everything that's going on, and they they held it in, and they kept their composure, and then when they won that ship, they had all the receipts. They had all the ammo, and they let that thing loose. So it was good to see, you know, them actually having some swag, but this year, I can definitely say out of the four championships, I think the first one came out of the clear blue this last one also came out of the clear blue and i think that this this last one might be the most um rewarding as well as the most appreciative even as a fan for me it's like dang they 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 did the damn thing and they made it happen and just as a lifelong golden state warrior fan it was just good to see them boys just being able to just wild out have fun do their thug dizzle and kept pushing so uh, they got a lot of work to do. They got a lot of financial burdens that they got to answer. Wiggy, uh, they got Andrew Wiggins. They got uh, Jordan Poole, Otto Porter, Igudala. I assume is going to retire. Um, Keevon Looney, uh, you know, the list goes on. Uh, my man, Valencia, there's going to be a lot of questions they got to answer as far as what they want to do. So it was just good to see the parade. It was just good to see. Uh, my, my, my neck of the woods, just hold it down and just do the things that we do, man. Uh, JTA East Oakland's finest is out here cutting up. So it was just really, really good to see. So, but that, that saying that we definitely got to talk about just the wrap up of the NBA season. Um, you know, the questions now is can the Warriors run it back? Here's the thing about the West y'all. Can they run it back? Yes. I think Everyone says that this year's playoffs is really wide open. I think the last two years, you know, even with the Bucks winning um, in 2021 and the Warriors winning this year, the the, the parity of the NBA is definitely even. If you look around, there's talent practically on every team. Um, can the Warriors run it back? Absolutely. But I also can see the Warriors, whether they a three seed this year, the Warriors can be anywhere from a three seed all the way down to a, a, a eight seed. I think that's how par- how much parity the, 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 the West is going to be. Here's the thing, they beat the Denver Nuggets and the Nuggets didn't have Jamal Murray and they also didn't have Michael Porter Jr. Okay, so they're going to come back next year healthier. You got the Dallas Mavericks who went all the way to the Western Conference Finals. They got a retool. It looks like they're already making some moves, getting Christian Wood from the Houston Rockets, um, putting some people, putting some key players around for Luka to be able to just dribble. Penetrate and drive, kick it out for some shooters, and also maybe another person that can create their own shot. So you see that the, the, the Dallas Mavericks, they're right there. You see that the Portland Trailblazers are already trying to make moves, which is going to be really, really interesting to see what they plan on doing with Dane Um, You also got the New Orleans Pelicans, who gave the Phoenix Suns, I believe, seven games of just straight hell. And ain't no telling what Zion Williamson going to look like next year, but they got that playing in their favor. You also have the L.A. Clippers, who Kawhi Leonard's going to come back with Paul George. They, you know, they're, they're they right there as well. They got good coaching with T. Lou. You also got the, um am trying to think, trying to think of another team, right? Memphis Grizzlies is going to be right there at the top of the food chain in the West. You got Minnesota. Minnesota's going to be another Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. They were in the play-in, um, made it all the way into the playoffs, but they may not make it at all. So you got all these different key intricates that can... Really, really, you got probably, what is it, 15 teams in the West? You take away Houston, OKC, and Sacramento. You take those three teams away, all of the rest of the teams, you probably can see any one of them boys in the playoffs slash the play-in. So the Warriors definitely got their hands full. I would assume that they're going to try to at least get a couple of veterans on a league league minimum deal. to try to solidify that number five spot, but we'll see. Um and like I said, you know, also I even named I didn't even forget to mention the Lakers. The Lakers, you, you got LeBron, you just can't count them out. Got, I'm not gonna count them out. They definitely got a lot of work to do with that squad, but you can't count the boys out as well. So we'll see how that goes. Um but yeah, so and as far as the East goes, they got a lot going on. Uh Boston will be back. You got Milwaukee, Chris Middleton should be healthy. Atlanta, I don't know what Atlanta's doing. Their roster just looks like they're all over the place. But the reason why I was talking about the East is because this is going to be the last time I talk about this dude until basketball season starts this fall apparently (laughs) the player who I shall not name on the show because he thinks he is so much smarter than everyone that he is so highly intelligent and he knows everything and nothing everybody else is just beneath him um he's just He's Jesus Christ's 13th disciple, where he can walk around every NBA stadium and burn sage, even though that's the team that he basically caused a lot of confusion. He walks around with a stick like he's Moses, like he's going to park the Red Sea. Um, He talks about all those different highly intelligent things, but my man is probably He probably doesn't even like basketball might be on number four on his priority list. And that's number 11 of the currently the Brooklyn Nets. He might change his number. He might not be even on the Brooklyn Nets by the end of this uh, free agency market goes. yo, man, this dude, this dude been wilding ever since the season really ended where he was talking about him and Kevin Durant are going to talk with management and talk about what they're going to do to retool this team and get it back to championship form. First of all, bro, who are you? second of all now there are reports that the nets and the player number 11 of the brooklyn nets are at an impasse where they don't know if he's going to resign if he's going to sign in for that player option which i think is like 40 some million dollars um and now there's talks that he may go to the lakers or the knicks um here's the thing about my man can he ball yes is he a top attraction where people gonna pay top dollar to see I mean, I ain't going to pay top dollar to see him. Like, you could, maybe if I had a free ticket, I'd go see him. I'd go watch him, but I'm cool. Um, but at the end of the day, is he, is he probably, what, one of the top 10, 15 players in NBA? Absolutely. For sure he is. Um, but that that doesn't mean that he doesn't have a lot of baggage that comes in with him. So, you know, there's talks that he, you know, there. I mean, first of all, how is he going to get the 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 lake if he has it first of all the question is how's he going to go to the lakers when the lakers are they got salary cap issues they already got russell westbrook like I, I i don't know how they're going to be able to pull that off you would have to trade maybe ad to even make this team happen make this trade happen get a third team. um yeah so he needs to just be if i'm the nets he, if i'm the nets you kind of have all the power you don't have to give him a long-term deal you can even maybe do a sign and trade if he doesn't like the long-term deal do a sign and trade and get another team involved so you can get something in return um and then there's just so many different underlayer factors because now do you piss off kevin durant and just kevin durant want to get up and dip set to another team because his bff which i don't know what kind of friendship they are on but for him not to know that this dude is the way he is i don't know if i'd call him a friend. Like. He, that ain't my, I don't know if I, I he couldn't be my boy. I put it like that. You ain't about to be my boy and just leave me out here hanging, high and dry when you out here talking about you need personal days and it just happened to fall on your birthday. And You out here shaking your butt with Drake like, ah, uh, it don't really make sense. What kind of that's a weird friendship. That's all I gotta say. So you got that going on. I just you know there's talks about him going to the New York Knicks. I will tell you right now, the Brooklyn Nets play in New York. The New York Knicks run New York. And I can attest and tell you that if this man plans on pulling any of the stunts that he has been pulling on his last two stops in Brooklyn, as well as in Boston, he going to live in hell all the way. He's going to want out after that first year. I can guarantee you that. One thing about New York, the New York Knicks fan base, they going to give that boy hell. Like it ain't even going to be funny. We're to the point where he's going to want to take personal days. So... He can't I I can't see him having the mental and mental fortitude to play in in the God. And as they say, I can't see that because once he starts playing like booty, they're going to let him have it. Once when he starts missing games for no reason, they're going to let him have it. So it ain't going to work for him. So he has to figure that he has to kind of eat humble pie and know that maybe teams are going to give him maybe a two, a three year deal with a two year op with with the option on the third year. I can see that pop talk possibly i can also that taking place i can also see kind of the way same way maybe chris paul's um contract language i think this last one was written where he gets paid mainly on a how many games you've played kind of thing on appearances i think that might be the best suit for him but as far as giving that man i think four years to something come on y'all y'all on some tuna man i can't see that happening i don't think it's worth it And it it would just be a bad, that's just a bad financial um, burden. I appreciate it like this. I saw something the other day that said, number 11 of Brooklyn Nets, I think, for the last three years, I've played like a combined, for the last three years, ladies and gentlemen, a combined 84 games for the last three years. Keevon Looney for the Golden State Warriors played 104 games this year. Just put that in perspective. All right. So... (laughs) If you're talking about trying to pay this dude top dollar, I just can't see it, man. I just can't see it. So, um, but the season this year was a great season. I think there was a lot of parity. I think next year is going to be even better. Um, And it's going to be another year where you just don't know who. I'm thinking maybe about five to seven teams can easily be crowned the new NBA champion next year. Easily. You can make that happen, so I I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, But I think this year was a great season, and rolling that into what we got going on tomorrow is the NBA draft. (sighs) The NBA draft is here tomorrow, and I don't think nobody cares, y'all. Like this is, I'm starting to get to the point where drafts are one of the more it's a it's a TV grab, it's a TV grab for ratings, and also it is a money grab for the people that actually attend these things especially the nfl draft like they've made this thing into a spectacle spectacle where it's just like eh, you got all these players that you drive but they all don't usually pan out and i'm thinking of like even for the nba side it's even worse because especially with the one and done rule you only get maybe I'm thinking maybe last year's draft class was a kind of decent draft class where you probably had about maybe five to seven players where you'd be like, okay, they might be cooking with something. But this year's draft class is just doo-doo on a stick. Like, you got my man uh, Paola Banchero from from Duke. You got uh, Jabari Smith. You got uh, from Auburn who looks like he might be going number one. You got uh, Gonzaga's Chet Holmgren. Everybody knows who's listened to this podcast, and I appreciate everybody that does. Knows how I feel about Gonzaga players coming into the NBA. Like, that ain't happening. I'm not sold. I'm not sold. And I don't care if this dude is seven-something. My man looks like a toothpick out there. And he looks smaller than... He looks skinnier than KD when KD came out of Texas. And that's very, very scary. So, not to mention he came from... He's coming from Gonzaga. Like, name me a player that's balling in the NBA that came from Gonzaga. Outside of John Stockton, I can't think of another player. Um, So, he does that in my book going against him. Paola Banchero, ah, I, that's another one where I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know about these big boys from Duke, because I think about Jabari Parker, uh, 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 I can't think of another dude, uh, right now off the top of my head, but he's another, another Duke big guy who just don't pan out well in, um, the NBA, and so I just don't know how that's going to translate for him, I, I think he has the most upside, I think he's going to be good, but I don't know, um, you know, how that's going to go. As far as, like, let me go back to the Duke players. You know, you've had you've had Marvin Bagley III. He has not panned out well. Uh, you have had Jalil Okafor. He's not panned out well. Um, so you've had all these different bigs that came out of Duke that just ain't made no type of sense for me. So I don't know what that's going to look like for them. But going back to what the draft is, the draft has got to be one of the most overrated things, especially in this year's draft class. Like, I just don't see that stud i think that ivy kid from Purdue might be able to do something but i'm not sold so it's it's just one of those things where to the point where i believe orlando the orlando magic have the number one overall draft pick, and they are seriously considering trading out of it because they don't know what to do with it like that's how much of a crap shoot per se this nba draft is it's a you just don't know what you're getting yourself into and i think teams are kind of tired of just hoping and wishing and there's only so much talent talent scouting that you can do off of a span off of a small sample of maybe 25 to 30 games on these players so it's it's one of those things like if you ask me if I'm gonna watch the draft no do I care about the draft no because at the end of the day outside of your top three to five picks in the NBA draft like everything else is kind of just like eh, whatever you know okay that's that's cool and all but we'll see in year two or year three you know so I think it like this my man evan turner i think won rookie of the year and michael michael carter williams won rookie of the year based off of like his league debut and he had a triple double in his nba debut his first game as a rookie he ain't done jack diddly poop markel fultz eh. uh, marvin bagley like i said yeah so you got a lot of whole you know there's just a lot of just bad drafts that that's just happening i'm just not gonna fall for it this year so i'm cool off the draft it is what it is um Y'all have fun, you know, trying to say that, oh, this dude's going to be the next generational player. He going to sit there and take over our uh, 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 our franchise, yada, yada, yada. All right, y'all have fun hoping and wishing. Like, I'm more of a realistic person. Like, you know, whoever we got is whoever we got. We're going to see what they do. You can't only, I don't want to see their college highlight real tape. Like, show me what you're going to do in the, uh, the 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 summer league. Show me what you're going to do when, when opening night hits in mid-October. That's when I care. Other than that, it's whatever, bruh. Anyways, with that being said, it is time to wrap up this show. And before we do that, we definitely got to talk about the dummy of the day. I read an article the other day. I think it might have been a couple of days ago that Torrey Hunter or Torrey Smith, uh, former wide receiver in the NFL, was talking about these rookie dinners, where a lot of these rookies come straight in and out of college. They ain't even got like their first paychecks, and they are here getting slapped with <laughs> fifty thousand dollar tabs and 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 whatnot, Where now a lot of these players are kind of pushing back, like, yo um what what y'all doing and, and they call it ricky hazing to a certain extent i'm cool with like tying the player up to the goalposts or you know the players got to go make a donut run or they can't be the last one and they can't be the first ones to eat at the the team for faci- dining facilities and stuff like that or they got to serve the veterans but you out here stacking people for 50 racks for a, a plate or for a dinner bill that ain't cool bro like first of all how many people showing up to this dinner second of all what y'all ordering to get to run a bill up to 50 racks like i know bottles of wine can get kind of pricey but come on now y'all y'all ain't y'all can't be doing that to people man uh, and especially right now with the way inflation is going that ain't cool man so i read that and i was just like i didn't i knew the rookie hazing but i didn't know about the part where they out here slapping these rookies with dinner tabs all the way up to 75 55 to seventy five thousand dollars uh just for one night And you got cats like Tom Brady, who's been notorious to show up to these these functions, order a five thousand dollar bottle of wine, take one sip and just walk away like, huh? What are we doing? Like this is the finance and this is how players go broke because there's no financial literacy. And then when you do get players that are trying to be smart with their money, then they look like they they the crazy ones. So I figured that that was an interesting story. And whoever's out here doing this still to this day, you definitely are the sportsman's podcast gummy of the day that being said once again you've been listening to the sports business podcast go ahead and rate uh, rate hit like subscribe turn your notifications on and wait for the next show other than that once again my name is eric compton i hope everybody's been listening to this and has enjoyed it and you got anything just go ahead and email the show like i say email the show let me know when's the last legit album that you have purchased at a store i definitely want to hear you alls stories man i'm looking forward to it other than that we're gonna run it back we are out of here be safe